So I'd like to return for a minute to the ideas we talked about in a previous episode titled McDonald's Meritocracy and Meaning. And the reason for that is this. When I was in a fast food place the other day, I was thinking about how the people that worked there were just cutting up and having fun and, you know, just enjoying each other's company while they work. And I thought, huh, how rare is that? How many people don't have that at all? How many people don't get along with the people they work with? How many people feel like everyone that they see at work is their direct uh, competition, that everyone's going for their job? Or some people work completely alone. We live in a society that only values one metric of success, but there are many ways to measure success, just as there are many ways to measure intelligence. A farmer may not have the knowledge of a professor, but most farmers have more wisdom than most professors. While the farmer could not explain in intricate terms why he made the philosophical decision that he made, that doesn't mean he wouldn't make a good one. Where a professor could completely explain the ideas and the philosophies behind the decisions he makes, that doesn't guarantee that the decision would be any better. Knowledge is knowing how to ask a girl out, but wisdom is knowing which girl to ask out. We live in a society that tends to value only one level of success, only one type of success. And I think that's because the people holding the microphone all want us to be like them. We live in a very all-or-nothing society. But there are many different ways to succeed. Let's take a cutthroat CEO that stepped on everyone to get to the top and ruined the relationship with his kids and with his wife because he didn't have any time for them. Is his life really preferable to the person working in the kitchen at McDonald's? Is his life really more enjoyable? Is his day-to-day -day existence filled with more or less joy? Now, maybe the ideal is somewhere in between. A little bit more financial stability than what you would get working in fast food, and maybe a little more social interaction than you would get working in the corporate world. This is one of the many things I loved about being homeschooled. Whereas in public school, you have to fit into one of a handful of cliques, the jocks, the nerds, the music people, etc. As a homeschooler, you are much more allowed to create a unique and odd paradigm at which to fail or succeed. Something that comes to mind when I think of this is Dwight from the show The Office. One of the things that makes The Office the biggest show of our time is how complex many of the characters are. Dwight loves bears, beets, and Battlestar Galactica. He is a nerd who's into science fiction, but he's also into farming. This mixture of things, this anachronistic mixture of traits that don't make sense, perfectly captures what humans are actually like. And I say all of that to say this. We need to have more sophisticated measures of what success looks like. I recently read something that stated that many men undervalue social connection and overvalue financial achievement. And as a result, although they do make money, they're deeply depressed and alone. And nothing's less masculine than talking about how you're feeling. So they just continue to escalate down that path. Women more naturally call each other, talk to each other about what they're dealing with, and have a much more natural sense of camaraderie, in my opinion. Men, on the other hand, are deeply alone because 
they have to keep up the illusion of not needing anyone else. This is stupid to me because, to me, truth is strength. So whatever truth is, is what we should follow. No matter how that makes us look, truth is strength. As we go into today, the reason I bring this up is to say, maybe your job isn't as bad as you think. Maybe your life isn't as bad as you think. I recently had a job offered to me, and only in considering taking it did I really think about what's nice about the job I currently have. There's beauty in the job that I have right now. There's beauty in my life. A few days ago, I watched Anthony Bourdain's travel show, No Reservations, for the first time. And although I enjoyed it, you could tell that he was deeply cynical, that he was wealthy, he was famous, and that he went around the world globetrotting with a pocket full of money to experience all of the best food and culture the world had to offer. But in the end, he saw it all, wanting. He took in everything the world had to give him, every pleasure the world had to offer, and he found it all wanting. That is where the devil wants us to be. Each one of us are tempted with that. Each one of us are tempted to be so in our own life, so in our own mind, that as we see the complexity of the world and the complexity of every other human being, we look at every single thing God has made and we say, meh, because once we reach that point, we are empty and we are near suicide. And the antidote to that is to see the beauty in everything, to be able to appreciate the small things and to rid our lives as best we can of exploitation, of our impulse to exploit what is true or what is a thrill. Sometimes I'll look at my life and I'll think about how it could be so much better. I'll rewrite history and pretend I was starting from somewhere I never could have started from, and that I was someone I never truly was. And then I'll wonder why I didn't accomplish what that fantasy version of me could have accomplished. In reality, I'm lucky to be alive. There were a lot of days there where I wasn't so sure it would stay that way. And so to not only be alive, but to have a beautiful wife, to have a job that I reasonably like, to have a house that I like, to have animals that I love, to have all of you to talk to, I am truly lucky just to still be here. And that is the beginning of what it means to truly start to live with meaning. I love you guys.